0: You can't handle the truth. Talk the talk. Do you walk the walk?
1: Good day, Active FM. It's Pastor K back here with my friend. He will introduce himself. Luando. Walanda, where yeah, are you from?
0: From the south <laughs> <laughs> in Africa. <laughs> You're from so Africa, brother? South Africa. <laughs> You're an African. Yeah. So, yeah, now,
1: as usual, we're going to be speaking about relationships, yeah, emotions, uh, all these good things. You know, if you just think about one good thing, we. In the the Bible, it says you formed in your, before you formed, the Lord knew you. Yeah. So that means you had a relationship with God. Mm. Then your parents have a relationship and you are created. Yeah. Then you go through life and you have a relationship with your mother, Mm. your father, your brother, your sister. Mm. Then you have a relationship with friends. Then you have a relationship with a lady. You have a baby and that baby... New God before the baby was formed in your wife 's womb yeah when you die, it ends with the same relationship that you started with yeah so every single thing on this planet is geared around relationships yeah I think of uh, people that are in prison and they get put in solitary confinement for years they go mad yeah they can 't uh, human humans were created to be with humans, humans were created to be with friends yeah uh, male human beings like groups like let's go play rugby soccer we do a group thing that's where gangs come from because we created to be in a group yeah and that group that you choose to be in can determine whether you live a successful life mm-hmm. or a deadly life the bible is quite clear it says something it says i'm going to paraphrase it says show me your friends i'll show you your future so the you know you you find people that hang with different types of people, they become like that. Mm. They start using those phrases. People start, uh, if you have a slang word, when we were growing up, we referred to women as a, as a goose, or a cherry. Mm. You all started using that same word. Yeah. So, you know, it's my chick, or my cherry, or my goose. <laughs> and, and, and when I went to the army, guys from Cape Town used to, they referred to girls as biscuits, because they're sweet. Mm. They're nice and sweet. So you pick up the slangs, and hanging around w- with those people, in the end, I started, hey, your basket. You yeah. So you, you're not only talking what they talk, but you start thinking as a collective. Yeah. I was thinking of, uh, I was watching a true story of a policeman. He came out of a Christian home. Yeah. Uh, as a young boy, he served in the church. He was so anti-corruption. He was so anti-theft. He was like, obsessed with sorting out theft. Mm. So he became a policeman in America and he was such a good policeman in his area where he grew up um, that they shifted him to inner city police station Mm. and young, 28 years old. He got there and within six months, he fell into this crowd because he wasn't the leader. He had a leader over him and the leader did something very, very cleverly. He went to this guy and he said, you know what? You like my son. I take you as my son, and you're going to ride with me. And slowly but surely, he corrupted this young man mm. that to a point where this young man started stealing from drug dealers. Sure. He, made it, he made it okay in his mind because they're just drug mm. dealers. Mm. And slowly it went from drug dealing to yeah. other things. So who you hang with can make a massive, massive determination in your life where you yeah. end up. If you hang with positive people, you will be positive. Yeah. If you're hanging with people that are like, "Yeah, I don't feel like work today. I'm just gonna chill. have some weed. Just chillax, just relax." Yeah. And you don't wanna, you, you know, you're like, "I'm not gonna smoke weed," but, and just one day you're like, "I'll just take one eat but There's something that happens when you have a friend with someone. Mm. You know, mm. when we were speaking the last few weeks about when people have intercourse, there's a soul tie there. There's yeah. a connection. A hidden connection that you don't see yeah. with your natural eye. The, this thing that you see is hidden within your soul, your spirit. Yeah. It's hidden within your mind. So a lot of people uh, deal with men that have been having affairs and stuff. No one knows about it, but it eats them up inside. Yeah. There's a, there's a, I know I'm not supposed to do this thing, but my physical needs go beyond what God requires mm-hmm. of me. You. So you, you have these men, they're sleeping around, they've got women on the side and Then they come and they they give me an excuse. Mm. I say to him, what's going on my friend? He says, no, my wife, I don't find her attractive anymore. Yeah. Okay then, no, so I've got a young girl that I keep in a flat. I'm like, yes, she's very attractive. So the sexual thing that he wants, it's got nothing to do with an emotion he thinks. It's Mm. got nothing to do with with, uh, his soul because he says his heart is for his wife. You cannot separate that. You cannot. The Bible says, what is your mm. body to do with a prostitute? Mm. That you become one in the flesh with a prostitute shouldn't happen. Mm. So all these things in life, your relationships will determine who you are. Okay? True. And here's the big thing. Like I, I said, I grew up very poor, very, very poor. But I was determined not to stay poor. Mm. We a lot of people that lived there just said, you know, I'm poor, my grandfather was poor, he's mm-hmm. gran- we're poor, we we're a poor household. And they just sat with it. They just live like that because that's their lot enough. And, and I was like, no. So I broke that curse of poverty over my family. And my mother was always a very determined person and she always encouraged us to do better. Sometimes she encouraged us with a little stick or a good uh, whack against the head, but the encouragement was there. Maybe, maybe the encouragement wasn't always from the right place, but it was there. I wanted my sons, my daughter to thrive. So um, you have to find yourself and look around you and say, who are my friends? You know, they start dressing the same. They st- there's so many things that yeah. people, it's like, I want to be part of this crowd. Yeah. And, and maybe there's a young person listening to this and you're in school and you want to be in the in crowd. I can tell you now the in crowd is only the in crowd because they're doing bad stuff. Yeah. Rather find yourself in most schools during break times, there are some mm. young people that are praying in your schools. And I know Active Church does that. Mm. They, they try impact the schools and set up, yeah. go and pray. Go and sit with somebody else that you know has got good morals. Mm. Now, having said that, people aren't perfect. Yeah. So don't go there with a mindset, well, I know that person what they used to be. Don't do that. Yeah, go there and say, "Can I make a friend that serves Almighty God? Can I make a friend that wants to be positive? Can I make a friend that wants to be successful in yeah. their lives?" Okay, and the Bible warns us many, many, many times. Who you go with you? That's it. You know, and and there's an old saying that that we used to use. Uh, one of the guys in our church said, "If you hang out at the barber shop, mm. you're gonna get a haircut. Sooner or later, you're gonna fit in there." Yeah. You know, and that's where gangs are formed and that's where toxic f- relationships are formed friendships that shouldn't be happening are formed and very quickly you find yourself caught up in these things mm. we talk about uh, peer pressure what is peer pressure? it's your peers, what is a peer? a peer is supposed to be someone that's equal with you mm. now usually when there's pressure there's no e- equalization there that yeah. person's trying to draw you into something that's going to pull yeah. you down Rather they have peer pressure where they're pulling you up, saying, come, you can do this. Let me help you with your schoolwork. Mm. And uh, that will determine your whole life. Yeah. Your whole life. So sometimes I, I, if I go and counsel at a school, a couple of young girls, they just sit, you know, they, they sit on the field one side and eat their lunch. They're loners. Mm. And then when I talk to them, they say to me, Pastor Kenneth, I don't want to do what the other kids do. And I, I can understand. Mm. I can look at it and say, okay, you're yeah. doing the wise thing. You know, and, and they say, oh, she thinks she's a snob. She's better than us. No, she's wise. She's very really wise to make a decision like that. Mm. I want to just read one scripture here. It's in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 33. It says, Be not deceived. Bad company ruins good morals.
0: Yeah.
1: It's a simple thing, it's very simple. Yeah. So I don't know if you'd like to add something.
0: Uh, well, it's. Uh something that was very interesting i was looking at the the culture you know the hip-hop guys the the culture that they have guns chains and you know all the it's like rebelling in a way mm. <laughs> you know so uh it's uh, a dominating obviously, in, in in america but the influence it's all around the, the the world and um i was interested looking at this because I wanted to see where did this thing start you know i know the, the hip-hop itself uh, uh came with a guy uh he was dj dj cool uh or uh, i hope i'm pronouncing his name proper In the 80s. He, he, yeah he was from uh jamaica okay. so apparently this culture that they have it's not even their culture you know, uh, what used to happen in England, uh, in, in southern England, there was a certain culture where uh, people used to conduct themselves, uh, in a, in like sexually, they used to conduct themselves in a, in a wrong way. Mm. It was not acceptable. Mm. But what happened was that people decided moving to, to America. So that culture actually died in, in, in England. So they went to America. Most of them, they dwelled in uh, uh south of america now when you look these are the same people they have the same skin color but you see how even how uh, uh, uh um like your your rappers the way they speak your man all mm. that but actually that that sound of uh, of their words actually even that it's it, it, it's a culture that came from england it died in england but it carried it on in america ritual, yeah so it's amazing uh, um when you look at these uh, historians, people that used to comment, they used to do research on, on South America and North America, they say there was so much contrast to a point that when the, the people from the North, they look at the South people, they, they saw different people because they were poor mm-hmm. and they were much more into drinking, guns and all that. Mm-hmm. And that's where now, because most people were, were imported as slaves from Africa, so that's where they dwelled, and they picked up that culture. So originally, it's actually not their culture, you see. So that that's how they actually
1: they copied someone.
0: Yeah, they, they copied someone. All these things, with guns, you know, with drugs, and and being stubborn, being gangs by the streets, and all that. So it was it it, it was so, so interesting, and what I noticed is that, the they setup is that acceptance will be associated with abnormal things. Mm. So, which now causes abnormal things to be like a norm thing that makes you cool. Yeah. You see, because if you if, if you think about the, the contrast with that, people from the, the North, they used to love education. They used to, to love work. They, if, if someone had a job, they were able to keep their job. But people from the South, they couldn't even keep their jobs. You see, but it was so cool because acceptance... Was associated with something that mm. was abnormal, and that's what we actually see in our society today. Is that most of things that are actually trending either? I've I've uh, I hope someone get me right out there. <laughs> I've I've seen guys, you know, uh, cut themselves, lines, you know, eyelashes, and all their tattoos on their face. I'm like man, you know, y- you look better. <laughs> <laughs> natural, <laughs> yeah, you know being natural i think it's it's actually a gift but because people they want to be accepted and in order to be accepted you gotta be like other people mm. you see? so they reject themselves and 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 it's a problem because it's happening in our society and another thing i think that the, the best thing looking at the man in in the garden of eden uh, adam before even the woman came he was not bored <laughs> Gonna get into trouble, your <laughs> <opinion>. <laughs> you know. It, uh, God, He didn't know that He was alone. God is the one who said He was and alone. You're alone. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Which means most of us we don't even have relationships with ourselves because we don't know what we're capable of. Mm you know that's why most people during lockdown they've been depressed and then you start thinking people are actually empty they're not filled yeah. w- 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 with the things of God you know when you start to realize wow God so my mind is like this and this is the purpose that you have for me and definitely uh, uh, the relationship that you have with other people is determined by the relationship you have with yourself yeah, absolutely yeah so within
1: so when I was younger um, I grew up sort of 80s Um, you know my teenage years was in the 80s Mm. and we had punk punk rock bands yeah okay and we used to get these boots i mean the the girls four foot when she wears a shoe she's taller than me you know yeah six foot taller you know yeah and um they used to sell you in small street in town it used to be the hub that place was the safest place in johannesburg Mm. you could go there and buy stuff from america and i started seeing people wearing american jackets you know and i thought that that would die then mm. you know you you have phases of yeah. clothing and yeah. punk jackets and goths and they're wearing black and other damn yeah a couple of years back i'm in america in the, I nearly said i'm in america mm. i'm walking in resettinal there's a guy they all stand in there and they've got this music going and i enjoy the music so i'll go and check what music so the guys like yeah man little american band and he's got <laughs> He's got all this American bandana and he's <laughs> got true. the jacket. So I'm like, hey, hey, bro, where are you from? Shosh and man. Ah. I'm like, okay, but like in America, you're like, no, I'm ah. born here in Africa. Ah. I'm like, dude, what the heck you doing, man? You're an African. <laughs> Behave like an African, you know. So um, his friends were laughing because he's like an American. He's got sure. the big buckle on his belt. Sure. We, I think we look at America and we think the goal, it's the land of opportunity, mm. you know. Mm. Well, I don't know. I, I, I see things in America. There's poverty of note there. There's whole cities that are just just poverty. There's no housing. So we have a picture in our mind of what we think we're going to be, mm. and that's how we dress, you know. Um, I remember I had a friend, very close friend of mine, I would have said he's like a brother to me. We both got le- these leather jackets, but it was plastic. He He was working. He bought us two leather mm. which is a, like a plastic leather mm. jacket and we had a chain on it. We called ourselves yeah. the chain gang, you know? Mm. And you, you you gotta fit in somewhere. You're gonna yeah. you gotta try. Like, hey, I'm the man, you know. In the middle of summer you're walking down the road with this big leather plastic jacket on, you're sweating like crazy. You're trying to fit in. And I think that's with our youth. My heart goes out to them because they, their role models are thugs. Their role models are the drug dealers that drive past in the fancy cars. I remember I ministered in Glenesk for many years, which was a very poor area in Johannesburg, just up the road here. And um, there was a show called the Felisa Mabusa Subtle Show. Mm. And because of the problems in the area, she invited them all to come on her show and they sat there and she interviewed them. And one little boy, I'll never forget this, he must have been four, maybe a bit older, she said to him, what are you young man, what do you want to be when you're older? Mm. and he pointed across to the drug dealer of our area the young man he said i want to be him and she said what is he she says no he deals drugs Mm. he's got a nice pm he has got money Mm. it shook me because Mm. i was trying to make a difference in the area Mm. trying to bring them into following the lord and having fun at youth and doing sports and and yet this young boy and i was like wow already all he could see was the car The gold teeth, Mm. you know, and uh, we ministered there many years. And uh, young people that were like, the one young man, he's actually in a Thai prison right now. Yeah. He um, would minister on the streets, preaching the word of God. He was a powerful evangelist. Yes. And one day I go there, I say, Where's this guy? He said, No, he's in America, uh, in in Thailand. He got arrested at the Thailand border for drugs. What? Yeah, him and a pastor here in South Africa, uh, from Nigeria, and made a plan to take drugs to Thailand. Mm. So he, he had a 16 year sentence there. Mm. So, and I was thinking, he was in church, he had all the role models that he could get, yeah. but he was short of money. So when he looked at this guy, this guy had a nice car, he had a mm. nice house, he thought, oh, that's what I want. So being a young man, he, he fell into that into that trap, you know. And I, I just think, uh, who, who are our role models in South Africa right now? Yeah. Uh, we had a, a census that we did amongst our youth. They, they didn't put their name on it. We wanted to know who are their role models. And I went online. I was checking something. Was, I was shocked. I was shocked. I'm like, what? And, and I'm like, the young, one uh, age girl, she was 14. She put a lady's name on there. I don't want to put it on the radio, but mm. it's a young lady that's an artist that doesn't mind showing her body parts on stage. She wants to be like her and and I was like, surely there must be someone else. And I'm thinking, who is there? We as a society Mm. must start raising up those young men and women. You know, we must stop allowing our youth to look at TV and see, oh, that girl's got everything she wants. You know how many celebrities suffer with depression? How many comedians suffer with depression, Mm. anxiety? Uh, They were talking about um, these rappers in America. How many of them commit suicide in it? I'm talking money that we could never think of, money, cars, women, but they—they inside they dead. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, there's something I want to read from the Word of God. I want to use the Message translation. Yeah, it just makes it uh, more clear. It's 1 Corinthians 6, to uh, from verse 16, and I want to speak about when when young people hang in a crowd and then there's a crowd of young girls, and then there's a crowd of young boys. Um, there's this underlying sort of thing that happens that that group's going to connect with this group. Yeah. And then that young girl must date one of the girls there. And and mm. it, it becomes a thing, okay, now you must have sex with that. Yeah. We, we, I mean, I deal with it at schools at yeah. a young age, in primary school, mm. where we see stuff happening in toilets during break time that will shock mm. South Africa. Mm. And I want to read this, it's uh, message translation puts it so clearly. It says that there's more to sex than mere skin to skin. Mm. Because let me ask you this question, all these guys that are dressing funky and dressing and these young girls that are dressing, wearing less and less and showing everything. Mm. Why are they doing that? It's leading somewhere. Why do you want to look, uh, uh, Pastor Kenneth, I just want to look sexy. For what reason? Mm. Uh, uh, I want to attract a boy. For what reason? Young man, why are you dressing like that? Now the girls like it. Why are you? What do you want to do? I want to attract a, a girl. There's more to sex than more skin mm. than mere skin to skin. Mm. Sex is much more spiritual, of a mystery than the physical fact, mm. as it is written in Scripture. Mm. Many years ago, um, there was a young man that came to my church, and um, he'd been coming there a couple of months, mm. and he came to me and he said. I said, Kenneth, I need to speak to you about something very serious. So I was like, okay. I said, uh, and he was to take. remember this, he's 12 years old. Mm. He says to me, Pastor Kenneth, I've got a big problem. I'm going on a date on Friday with a girl from my school. Yeah. So I said, a date? I said, what do you mean? He says, no, I'm taking her to a movie and to KFC. Mm. I said, okay, and who's going with you? He said, no, we're on our own. So I said, okay. He says, and here's my problem. Now, I'm not a man. You can not shock me. I've seen most of the things in the world. Um, he said these words to me. He said, I've got a problem. He said, my mom is at home after school. And her mom is at home after school. Can't you organize me one of these rooms yeah. Okay? 12 years old. Yeah. I wish there was a camera to see my face. Because I was like, uh, 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 what? <laughs> the fact is this. He thought that was normal. So. Twelve years old, and I understand at twelve years old what I was getting up to. But the fact that he thought that I would be okay with mm. it—that he he thought, "Oh, this, I trust Pastor Kenneth, He, he won't, you know." He'll mm. And that's why I'm speaking about this uh, about romance, about sex, yeah, all the time, yeah. Because I want that young lady to see the value that she is. I want that young man to say, "I, you know what? Uh, one day when yeah. I get married, I want to be pure." Yeah. And there's so much more to, to romance and sex than just getting off and like, oh, yeah. I've got that woman in our school. And, and it's, uh, I realized it's starting younger and younger and younger. Yeah. We're having young girls running away from home at the age of 11, 12 years old. Mm. They're catching them with very old men. Young lady, young man, if you feel like you want to do that, don't do it. Go and speak to someone. There's always someone to speak to. Go and speak to your pastor. Speak to your mom. Mm. I know sometimes moms and dads are or under stress and pressure so they might be shouting but you have to speak to someone go and find a counselor yeah. don't just leave it yeah if you're going through emotions and I, I think of young ladies when they come into maturity they're usually much younger than men so they go through these things younger men young boys start 18 19 20 they start really developing now they're yeah. becoming men but girls it's younger and they don't they don't have the thought patterns yet to make the right mm-hmm. decision. So that's why I I, I'm, I always say, try and get into a youth, connect with the youth and then t- young people in, in the youth groups, don't form cliques, mm. don't make cliques inside a church where people come in there and you've got your little group of five and you're a little holy huddle there and yeah. you don't let anyone else in. Yeah. Think, when you walked into a church alone, what did it feel like? Yeah. You know, they did a, a census or a study, they said the two hardest places to walk into, is a church mm-hmm. and a gym, because both places you feel judged. Mm. There's big oaks there, thin woman there. You walk in, you're a little bit overweight. You maybe not. You walk in, people are looking at mm. me. And in the church, it's exactly the same thing. We we're not open-hearted. We're not making people just feel. Oh, you yeah, thank you come. And and people are looking for a place, mm. and that's what the church is. Yeah. Okay. People are going to nightclubs because the church is not reaching out. Yeah. I always say to pastors when I get to speak to pastors' groups and that. Many pastors don't want to get involved in youth because they feel it's, it's a waste of their time. It costs money and they don't really achieve anything. Yeah. I want to say to you, uh, if you're not involved in the youth in your in your church, if your church hasn't got a youth, mark my words, that church will die. Mm. The, the uh, country, the yeah. youth are crying out yeah. for direction. They're crying out for leadership. Our leaders want to kill, steal, and destroy. Our leaders want to get a tender, they want to get famous, become a politician, get a tender, and and that's what we think is is life. Mm. It's not. There's way more to life than that. There's more to sex than just hooking up, Mm. doing your thing, and then hitting home. um, And I want to speak to this. Young people listen to this, I hope. (laughs) If you're a leader, step up. Mm. Step up to the plate. Start becoming a true leader. Start thinking about other people. You know, reach out to your neighbors, reach out to your sisters, your brothers. Speak to them, ask them what's going on. Yeah. Is there something else you wanted to add?
0: Um, Just a video that I saw today um, of Joe Biden. So he he, he sits, he dwells, he lives, he sleeps (laughs) in the White House. Yeah. So I don't know if they had a meeting but we had all the other officials, the Democrats. So he walks into that room. Guess mm. what happens? Everyone is talking. He looks lost. <laughs> he lo- he lost. Lo- <laughs> it looks lost. And I understand the condition that he has. Oh. He looks lost because no one wants to talk to him. Sure. But he's the president, so he's, suppo- he's supposed to be given the attention. But what happens is that there was a, a group where Obama was and uh, Kamala Harris. Mm. And they talking. So he, he goes close to the group and he wants to get involved in a, in a, in a conversation. Mm. But you can actually see they, they were ignoring him to a point where he started calling uh, Obama. But you know what Obama did? He carried on talking, not even looking at him. It's so bad. It's actually so bad. And he has been... Uh, in politics I don't know if it's for 50 years yeah. working More. with these people yeah. now he, he he is at the point where obviously can't lead the people they're blaming him now even even his friends that are supposed to be close to him imagine after 50 years old they're rejecting him and the question is is that a relationship that you want to have in life that you, you you invest your life for fifty years and with the people that you're working with, but at the end they actually reject you. Mm. It's always said. I mean, we don't like the stuff that it does, but imagine being rejected like that. Sure. You actually bec- you, you you start to have a compassion for for him. For him. Mm. So That's it, terrible. It, it's, it's terrible.
1: And, and and if you take it back to friendships now, mm. there's young people doing that. Yeah, the young girl wants to get in there. That I like, just ignore her. Mm. And mm. and I mean at that age, I mean Joe Biden supported barack obama Mm. for many many years Mm. and to disrespect someone like it Mm. but it's a picture of america yeah now i'm not saying all americans maybe on facebook hey what you say about america but it's a picture of america yeah america if you if you look at the abortions in america even in south africa yeah it's it's millions you know the disrespect in america Mm. even for the presidency now you know i'm not i'm not saying i'm pro uh, whoever, Donald Trump, uh, mm. Biden—I I don't. To me, they both got huge issues. Yeah. Okay. So, the thing within America, who owns the media wins, mm. and that is a scary thought, because the one that pumps the most money into mm. the advertising wins. Mm. It doesn't go on merit anymore. Yeah. I mean, look at Joe Biden. They should have said to him, "Listen, my friend, you need to go on pension. Mm. Thank you for your service to our country." I mean, there's a lot of stuff coming out about Joe Biden right now, about his son and that. Mm. Those things are going to fall apart. The whole world wants to be like America. Mm. America's got the money, the flashy cars. Uh, really? We, we want to be like America? I don't want to be like America. Yeah. I, I, want, I want our country to be God-fearing. Mm. I want our youth to be crying out to the Lord and doing good things, building a nation. Mm. That is not, America is not my goal at all. Mm. You know, my goal is build Africa. Yeah. Find someone. There was a, was a black man the other day, they're busy developing a, a, a political party. Mm. I said to him, I will follow you. He said, But you're a white man. I said, I will follow you because he's what he stands for. First, God mm. before everything. Mm. So we need to get past this thing like the, the white people historically vote for, for a blue party. Yeah. Man, get your head out of the sad. Yeah. You know, ask yourself this question first. I'm a Christian. Is that political party Christian based, or they against the, you know, against the word of God? They went against the word of God. They against pastors. Don't vote for them. It's the same with the the, the leading party. People say, Ah, you know, we've always voted for them. Mm. Are they pro Christianity? No. Do they love the Lord? No. Mm. Okay, they corrupt. If you're a Christian, you cannot do corruption. You cannot be pro corruption. Okay, so. Ask yourself the question before you go and vote. Yeah. What am I voting for? Yeah. If you're still voting on color, well, you know, the, the DA is a white party. My friend, you're more lost than I thought.
0: Yeah. It's, it's sad because, like you're saying, your pastor said you, you're white. I think that's actually upset for us as Christians to, hmm. to classify people based on... But,
1: but when he asked that hmm. question, I understood because there were just black people. There were, n- there were no white people following hmm. him. So he was, he was quite shocked. I will vote for him and I will, I will support yeah. him. So uh, I see our time is up. Yeah. Um, Had uh, a good chat today. Remember, we don't just talk about it; we walk it out. Yeah. Just uh, don't walk the talk. <laughs> just do it, man. Just go out there and do it. Yeah. God bless you.
0: Active FM radio has never been
1: better.